You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Built on the Rock, a radio show dedicated to helping couples, engaged couples, dating couples, and married couples to build their marriage and their relationship on the rock that is Jesus Christ. I am Father Brito Berkmans here in, in, the, in my home coming to you, and I'm joined by our wonderful co-host, Sandy Labubi. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Father Brito. Our remote studio, that's what life looks like these days, right? Exactly, but I'm glad that we can do this from uh, the comfort of our own home so that we don't have to drive into Chicago, to the downtown, and especially now for me living so far away, it is such a chore to drive into the city. Sure, it's about a half-day commitment to do a half-hour radio show, so this works very, very well. As long as we can get the te technology to work, this works very well. So how are I you know, doing, Father Brito? We're, we're, we're entering fall. Hmm? I know, I know, I know. I can see how it is getting cold outside. I just switched the heat on in my, in my home for the first time. Um, days are getting shorter, it's getting darker, and... A little bit gloomier, but it is also nice. I think fall feels always good. Don't you think? I agree. We're very fortunate to experience all of the seasons here in the Midwest, in Chicago. Um, and there's beauty to each one of them. You know, I, I have to remind myself of that when we're at 30 below in the winter. <laughs> but fall to me is absolutely beautiful. And the change of the, 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 the leaves, the colors, the vibrant colors, it just reminds me what a masterful artist our Lord is all this beauty that he has created for us to enjoy. So yes, it's a, it's a wonderful time of year. Just reminds me how fast the time passes. I can't believe we're actually here already. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know the children are getting back to school. I mean, school is already in full session and everything is trying to come back in some way. Um, but also we have entered the month of October. It is a respect life month. It is also a month dedicated to Joseph. I think people don't think about that. Certainly it is a month dedicated to Mary, Our Lady of the Rosary. So anyhow, we'll come back to it towards the end. And uh, today, thank God we can do a live show um, and we can interview a wonderful, wonderful couple. Um, I have been very fortunate to have known them for almost 12 years. And it has been my privilege to invite them to be part of our show today. And you also know them, Sandy, Patty and Bob Nowak. Hi, Patty and Bob. How Hello. are you doing? Hi, Father. Hi, Sandy. 
Hello, welcome, and thanks for joining us today. It should be fun. <laughs> so we're so grateful to have you on the show. And as Father Brito explained at the beginning of the show, this show, the, the whole purpose is to try to learn from each other um, so that we can help others in their journey as couples, whether they're dating, um, engaged, married, married for many, many years. You know, all of these phases um, involve challenges, right, that we need to come together and overcome. And so we try to provide our couples with some insights from couples like you and Bob, who we'll learn more about, but have been married for some time. Um, yeah, what what has and has not worked for you? Um, and of course, you know, that foundational element of, of Jesus Christ, the rock upon which we build all that is to sustain. Um, as Father Brito said, the name of our show, Built on the Rock, that's where that comes from. So we'll, we'll touch on that too. But can we just begin by um, just, I don't know, I'm just going to toss it out there. Tell us about yourselves. Tell us about your story. What brought these two individuals together from probably very different walks of life? Yes, <laughs> very different walks of life. <laughs> yes, yes, go ahead, tell us. So Bob and I met on Bob's sailboat. Um, I was invited by a mutual friend and met him at that time. It was not uh, instant attraction. It was not love at first sight. Um, Bob thought I was snooty. Um, in my defense... I declined an offer for a beer or wine, and he got a little snarky and said, you want soda or milk? And I thought, he's kind of not a nice guy. He thought I was being uppity. I didn't want to make a bad impression by throwing up on a sailboat because I'd never been on one before. In any event... Uh, we had a wonderful time, and then Bob invited me on a date to a wedding, and that wedding, he invited me for two reasons, as I came to find out later. I was geographically desirable. I was close to where the wedding was going to be, and secondly, someone he used to date was going to be at the wedding, and he didn't want to come without, you know, a date. Work for so. me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, Bob, if you want to round out the story in any well, way. Pretty much covers it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So no, that was just where I thought maybe Patty thought the boat was the Queen Mary. It's only 25 foot long. There <laughs> <laughs> are five restaurants on it. <laughs> so, Patty, when you came to realize these reasons for him inviting you, mm -hmm. um, how did how did that settle in your spirit and how did you move forward with that? Well, I didn't find that out until after our relationship had progressed. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So uh, we did go to the wedding. We actually had a really good time. Um, and I will say that a very significant event occurred at that wedding in that when he came to the door to pick me up, I was stunned at how he was dressed. Um, and it really, I thought it was a joke. Um, because he had on uh, clothes that were very outdated, but that was Bob. So that's how I came to really learn about Bob is that he does not, and to this day, he is really not interested in 
the exterior of anything, of anyone. He is just inherently a good person. And that's what ultimately I'm attracted to. But it also was a challenge in our relationship because very, very early on, I said to him, you know, hey, dude, you really, you have to dress better. So we went to his apartment and I literally threw out everything in his closet other than the clothes on his person. My clothes never got me arrested, so I don't know why they were bad. <laughs> Bob, I'm curious how it felt like, though, in those moments when she's at your apartment, just uh, kind of taking over what was your life up to that point in terms of a wardrobe. How did that feel? I saw dollar bills going up in flames. <laughs> oh, sure. There's that element of it, too. I didn't but know Richmond were... Brothers clothes were bad. They probably don't even know what oh, Richmond, Richmond Brothers, Brothers is. have been gone for years. <laughs> there we go. I didn't get the reference. Thank you, Patty. No. But you were able to welcome someone else into your world like that and let yes. it have such a strong impact. Yes. Yes, I that did. Felt, that felt okay. I got over it. Okay. <laughs> he got over it as we went to Marshall Field. I picked out everything, put it on the counter, said, get your credit card out, pay for it. And he did this was very early on in the relationship. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Very. But obviously, yeah. And obviously not a stumbling block. You moved forward. So tell us more then about the dating relationship. Um, I left. I actually met Bob one week before I started law school. And I did my first year of law school in South Bend at Notre Dame. And our relationship progressed during that year. Um, I think it was a weekend relationship. Uh, Bob would either drive to South Bend or I would drive back to Chicago. Um, and it was, I think it was evident mm -hmm. to both of us that we were meant for each other. Um, we we're an older, non-traditional couple. Um, when we married, I was 29 and Bob was 40. Um, <clears throat> so I think because we were older going into the dating mm -hmm. relationship, we both knew uh, what we were looking for. Um, and we identified that, I think, very early on in our relationship and then progressed from there. So I transferred uh, for my second and third year to Loyola Law School, and we married between my second and third year. Hmm. School and a wedding at one second. So Patty and Bob, can I ask you something? Um, you said that you are a little older. Was that an advantage in your marriage in the sense that you were both mature, you knew what you wanted, and did it make the adjustment easier or more challenging? Mm. I think it made it easier. I would say easier. Mm -hmm. A little more maturity. Mm. I would agree with that. Um, the only um, thing I can say is being an older couple, um, you probably have experienced bad dates, bad relationships. And so, you know, your antenna is up, I think, in terms of what to look for and what is important to you. One detriment to being an older couple is you're both kind of set in your ways. And so coming together, um, as a couple, you really work a little bit harder at learning each other's 
set patterns mm -hmm. and kind of making a new pattern as a couple. But don't you think that because you are set in your ways, both of you had to be willing to be flexible, to compromise, to adjust to each other? Definitely. Definitely. And one was more willing to be adaptable yeah. <laughs> um, than me. I, I readily admit that, you know, um, I think that I, I'm the younger of the two, but I am also the more stubborn of the two. Um, but I also think that because Bob is who he is, um, and he accepted me for who I am, that it worked. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think that is so important that one person accepts the other as they are. Because I always tell couples, you know, when you reach us, the altar, the time to change your spouse is over, the time to love and accept your spouse has begun. And I think you did that. Uh, what about your common interest? Because I know that both of you, you are a very, you like to hike, you like to ski, you like to do a lot of things. Did those things naturally synchronize or did you have different interests and then you had to change? Um, I was a homebody um, before I met Bob. And Bob has always been an outdoor active uh, person. So he really brought something new to my life that I embraced and still embrace to this day. Um, On that note, I think we may need to head out to a break right now, Patty. So let's let's pick this up when we get back, okay? Sounds good. Let's go. Okay, thank you. an old bicycle that's not being used, consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, 
Our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. on the rock. Here we are, my co-host Sandy Lavoui and myself, Father Brito Berkmans. Today we are interviewing Patty and Bob Nowak, um, a wonderful couple from St. Paul of the Cross. And uh, I am particularly, you know, I feel special today because Patty and Bob have been such a big part of the parish, very involved and very willing to give up themselves to the church, to the parish. So Bob and uh, Paddy, uh, how about, what is the role that your faith played in your marriage? I think it, it's one of the things that, that brought us together because we're both, you know, both have the same faith. So that was kind of glue that uh, put us together. Definitely. Um, I think we both, um, I know for sure that had we, not both shared our faith together, I don't think our relationship uh, would have been possible. Um, we both um, have different ways of um, expressing our faith. I'm sure it's not a surprise with all the talking I've done is I am more overt and Bob is more uh, inner. But that was one of the things clearly that did attract me to him is that I knew his faith was very important to him. Um, and going to mass, uh, no matter what was going on activity wise, mass every weekend was a non-negotiable. I mean, it was just part of what we did uh, together as a couple. And um, he never uh, wavers to this day, never, ever wavers um, that that is just, you know, when are we going to church? If we have something going on is like, we usually go to 430 mass on Saturday. If something comes up that we can't, it's like, okay, well, which mass are we going to go to? So that really is, has always been mm -hmm part of our life uh, together and part of our faith. Um, absolutely integral. I can't imagine our relationship without no. that at all. That's wonderful. So in your married life, what are the challenges you faced or what lessons you can share with couples, you know, who may be looking for some wisdom from both of you? 
Uh, you have to have conversation and work through the challenges together that we have had, you know, physical and family. And you got to you got to work through them. You may not think it's fair, but you have to work through them. Yeah. Very true. I mean, I think that one of the things early on in our marriage that really hits home for me is when Bob says you have to have conversation. Um, we we do not we're not yellers. We don't argue um, at all. Um, but we had one at the very beginning of our marriage. And my reaction was, well, we're just going to get a divorce. And he looked at me and he said, what? And I said, well, obviously we're not, we're not getting along here. We don't see this issue very clearly together. I don't even remember what the issue was, but I remember the conversation. And he said, no, that's not what marriage is, Patty. We talk this out. There's a solution and we're going to find it. So we got to talk about it. And that was from the quiet guy who, you know, pulling things out of him sometimes can be difficult. But yet that was, you know, his view. And I think that still reflects back on the fact that we both view marriage as a sacrament. And I apparently didn't have that realization deep in my heart or soul because my first reaction was, well, we'll, we'll just, we're just going to get a divorce. It's like, no, that's not what marriage is. Yeah. Sandy, I'm not hearing you. I know technology, technology, you know, interesting sometimes because we're trying to cue ourselves. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I know that Patty, you had a particular challenge with your mom. You know, she was yes. getting elderly. She had some health challenges. Yes. But it was so beautiful to see how the two of you really, you know, you, you need to certainly make a lot of sacrifices and a lot of adjustments. Am I right? Yes, we do. We do. And, you know, without the strength of our relationship, um, what we have been able to do for my mom, who has Alzheimer's, um, it would not have been possible. Um, Dealing with a mom with Alzheimer's is challenging to say the least. And uh, so many times Bob would see how it was wearing me down and he would just very quietly, but surely step up. Um, example, uh, he would actually take my mother to the hair salon and sit there in the hair salon <laughs> reading a book while she got her hair done to give me an emotional uh, break uh, from the stress. Cause my mom went through a very argumentative stage in her Alzheimer's progression. So um, that's just a very small example, but for me, a vivid one that he was like, Nope, got this covered. I'm going to their salon with mom today. And um, it was just part of how he viewed it as we're a couple. You know, what affects you, Patty, it affects you, but it affects me and it affects us. And unless we keep this dialogue going, you know, it's not going to work. So we always, to this day, Friday night is our date night. 
And what date night consists of is staying home, but we talk to each other. And you would think without having children in our life that we would be able to do that all the time. But you know, life happens and life gets in the way. And we both have things that we're interested in do throughout the day. But we made that commitment early on that Friday night was our date night. And that meant staying home and talking with one another. That's a wonderful, wonderful practice. You know, I can tell you that when I prepare couples for marriage, I always tell them to have a weekly ritual of finding one hour every week to sit in front of each other and talk about each other. So I feel validated that I'm saying yes. the right thing that you, your marriage has benefited from that. Um, Definitely has. What about you getting involved in the parish and doing a lot of stuff and I'm sure that also needs, you know, balance in the marriage. Um, it does, but I, I have to be honest, you know, it's you, Father Brito, that really drew me out. I was active to a point before you came to St. Paul, um, but it was you that brought me forth. And yet, you know, Bob was right in line. He's like, if that's what you want to do, and he knew I did, um, supported me mm -hmm. in you know, it was a time, it is a time commitment, but it's one that you want to do. And, uh, you know, Bob was uh, volunteering as well. I may have volunteered him, but he certainly came along because that's just what we do, yes. I think, as a couple. And um, we both feel at home uh, at St. Paul. And yes, it's fun, you know. I think looking at the time here, can you hear me okay now? Yes. We can. yes. Oh my goodness. It was hard having to silence, to be silenced. Thank you, the studio, for getting that fixed. Whatever happened, I'm not sure. Um, but looking at the time, we're getting close to wrapping up the show, Father Brito. Oh, um, really? Oh, boy. Yeah, See, only... time always flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Super fast. So, um, I know. yeah, you go ahead, Father Brito. No, I know that, uh, you know, we have had a wonderful conversation, Patty and Bob. Thank you for uh, accepting our invitation. And uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, this month is the month of the rosary. And for us Catholics, you know, rosary is such an important part of our relationship with the Lord and with the Blessed Mother. And uh, I hope that our families will pray the rosary together. You know, Father Peyton was the apostle of the rosary he used to say, the family that prays together stays together. And I hope that the younger generation will learn that. You know, those of us who are older, praying the rosary was part and parcel of being Catholic. You know, unfortunately, somewhere along the way, we lost that practice. So we would like to encourage our listeners to encourage their families to pray the rosary. Yes, and I just want to share, we, we gave this book out at uh, St. Paul this past Christmas, I believe it was, Do Something Beautiful for God, The Essential Teachings of Mother Teresa. There's little bite-sized chunks in here daily. Um, I love this book. I just want to share what I read a few days ago. Mother Teresa says that a gentleman of the Protestant faith told me, I love you, I love your work, and I love everything I see here, but there is one thing I don't understand. Our Lady, you are full of Mary. 
This is not difficult to understand, I explained to him. No Mary, no Jesus. No mother, no son. I know you love Jesus. Loving and respecting the woman who brought him into this world is a natural extension of your love for Jesus. Mary is not exclusively Catholic. This is what Mother Teresa says. And she says a few months later, he sent her a card with three words printed in big letters. I believe with, sorry, with these words, I believe no Mary, no Jesus. This has changed my life. So um, I don't know where many of us may be in our journey, um, our faith journey. Maybe uh, we still have learned to, more to learn about uh, Mary, our mother, Jesus's mother. But uh, yes, I think there's a lot to be tapped into for myself too. And I think we wanted to close the, pra- the, the show with a prayer to Mary, um, our lady of the rosary. Correct, Father Brito? So we'll go ahead and close with that. And then it'll be yes. time to sign off. Okay, so let us pray. O Virgin Mary, grant that the recitation of the rosary may be for me each day in the midst of my manifold duties, a bond of unity in my actions, a tribute of filial piety, a sweet refreshment, an encouragement to walk joyfully along the path of duty. Grant above all, O Virgin Mary, that the study of the 15 mysteries may form in my soul, little by little, a luminous atmosphere pure, strengthening, and fragrant, which may penetrate my understanding, my will, my heart, my memory, my imagination, my whole being. So shall I acquire the habit of praying while I work, without the aid of formal prayers, by interior acts of admiration and of supplication, or by aspirations of love. I ask this of thee, O Queen of the Holy Rosary, through St. Dominic, thy son of predilection, the renowned preacher of thy mysteries and the faithful imitator of thy virtues. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bob and Patty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. It was great seeing you. Thank you for the invitation. God bless all of our listeners. May our Blessed Mother smile on all of us. Until the next time.